Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I am Jameson. I'm the genius. I'm going to get you guys set for week 16. That's right. We are officially getting close to the playoff time. We are in our fantasy playoffs getting ready for the NFL playoffs. Most likely, if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely sitting in your championship game. And if you're not in a championship game, we got next year. We're going to get them back next year. Got a lot of stuff happening for the, for the future next year. If you have any requests that you'd like to see us try to get uh, worked into our, whether it be our draft kit or our weekly uh, premium article, definitely give us a shout out on, on Instagram or, or Twitter. Let us know what kind of stuff you'd like to see us do. We'll try to put that in our, uh, in, in our queue to see if it's something that we can work on and kind of get going to kind of make you guys a better player. That's our number one priority. We want to make sure you guys are bringing home the trophies while also making you better players. Better fantasy players and season-long DFS, whatever it is you guys play, we want to make you guys a better player. So if there's an article out there that you don't see, that you'd like to see if we can put together, definitely give us a shout. Let us know if we can do it, and we will definitely take a look at it. On today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the three-game slate for DFS purposes over on DraftKings. Um, if you're playing three-game slate, uh, there's, it's, uh, there's some three games that are uh, some really interesting games. So I definitely want to take a look at those and kind of give you some input on how I'm going to attack that game. Also, if you're playing a season long, if you're in your championship, I'll kind of give you the plays for that Saturday game. And we're going to, we're going to concentrate on the Sunday on tomorrow's podcast, on Friday's podcast. So today's going to be all about that uh, Saturday three-game slate and do a lot of it about the DFS um, uh, twist of it. So, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right on in today's podcast and talk about those three games slates. But before we do that, uh, if you've not given us a follow over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Got plenty of stuff still in the works. Got de- uh, plenty of stuff happening for the rest of the season. Got a lot of stuff in the works for the playoffs. So if you if, if, uh, be on the lookout, we got some early bird specials happening for next year, along with this this season's uh, NFL playoffs for DFS purposes. A lot of uh, big prizes out there for the playoffs. So if you if you're brand new to DFS, definitely give this uh, give this a look because there's going to be a lot of stuff out there. We're going to work on some stuff for cash game plays, GPP plays, game by game breakdowns, your normal stuff that we've done throughout the season. We're also going to do that for the uh, postseason as well. So uh, we're going to have our early early bird special right around Christmas time. So if you want to get onto that, make sure you definitely keep an eye on our Instagram page. Going to have some information about the early bird special. And also going to have an early bird special for the next uh, next year, for 2020, whether it be the uh, packages for the regular season or our draft kit. Going to have some fun stuff happening next year. A lot of stuff in the works that we, I'm, I'm excited to kind of announce as the year goes along. So definitely keep us in, uh, in, in your queue. Even though football's over with uh, come February, there's a lot of stuff happening. We got drafts. We got uh, the NFL draft. We got OTAs. We got a bunch of stuff that's going to happen. So we'll definitely keep you guys updated as well. So even though football's going to be over, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. But before the football season's over with, we got to finish out the regular season. We have to get ready for the postseason. We're going to jump right on into the uh, three-game slate over on DraftKings and talk about the Houston-Tampa game, Buffalo-New England, and the Los Angeles Rams-49ers game. Let's jump right into it. I'm going to take a quick drink of water real quick. 
So we break down on the game, the three-game slate. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be on that Houston-Tampa game, which for, for good reasons. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, sounds like Jameis Winston is going to be able to go. Yes, he's missing Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but I think there's a lot of options there in that game that you can see. So I, so I think this would be a very popular pick. So if you want to take down these top prize pools, and again, DraftKings has a $20 entry fee, $200,000 up top the first place, but a lot of that's going to first place of that prize pool. There's a million dollars in uh, prize money for that tournament with a fifth of it going to that first place. So it's a very top-heavy prize pool over there on DraftKings. So it's, it's nice to win anything. Um, obviously, if you're looking to kind of min cash or you're looking to maybe uh, go with the safest lineup, Obviously, you want to have a lot of exposure to that Houston-Tampa game, but if you're looking to take down that top prize by yourself, maybe close to a solo ship, or maybe you're uh, looking to maybe uh, not split it with uh, hundreds or thousands of people, you got to be de definitely have to be contrarian. One way I'm looking at be being contrarian is kind of avoiding the chalky players in that Houston-Tampa game. We're going to see a lot of uh, of, of uh, exposure to both quarterbacks, De DeAndre Watts. Uh, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston. We're also going to see a lot of exposure to DeAndre Hopkins. We're also going to see a lot of exposure to uh, Perryman for Tampa Bay. I still am going to have plenty of exposure to this game, but I think I'm going to have the the uh, secondary options for the for both offenses and kind of go a different route at quarterback. I'll talk about the quarterback I'm going back when, when we go a little further. He's a slate breaking ability kind of player, and, I, and I've talked about him quite a bit, so you may know who I'm already talking about. But right now we're going to concentrate on this Houston-Tampa game. So we talked about, uh, I, I think Deshaun Watson, I think Jameis Winston are going to be very popular with good reason. I think they're both going to have solid name, solid games. I'm also going to have plenty of exposure to them in my terms well. I'm likely going to play two or three teams, so I'm, I'm definitely going to have one of my, um, if I go teams, I'm going to have one team definitely with the uh, uh, Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston, but I'm also going to do the other team uh, kind of avoiding the chalk players from this game. So definitely, I am saying to kind of go uh, away from the chalk players, but I'm also not going to be stupid about it. You definitely, if you're playing uh, multiple uh, lineups, you definitely want to have exposure to the chalky players because there's a very good chance these guys go off and have a big day. And if you're not playing these players in the first game of the year of the games, you may be out of the, the the running before the games even get started. So I definitely want to be safe with it. By if you're playing multiple lineups, you definitely want to have exposure to those chalky players. But if you're only throwing a game a, a lineup in there and you're trying to hit the big uh, the big prize pool, I don't have an issue ch uh, fading those chalky players. It all it all depends on for you on what your risk tolerance is, how many lineups you're putting in there. Are you looking to kind of min cash? Are you looking to kind of uh, win the prize pool by yourself? Have a shot at winning by the prize pool by yourself? Plenty of different ways that I'm looking at doing it. Um, so so. I, I'm going to have a little exposure to both the both chalky players and non-chalky players. At running back in that game, I think Carlos Hyde might get a lot, uh, get some look after his game he had last week. But Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a very good rush defense. I think they can kind of keep it under control. One way that I'm, that I'm kind of looking to go in is I'm, I might go a little more Duke Johnson than anything else. I think with a lot of people going DeAndre Hopkins, I think Duke Johnson might get lost in the shuffle, especially with the game that Hyde had last week. And with Tampa Bay having a very good rush defense, they are susceptible to running backs out of the backfield to catch the ball. So I do like Duke Johnson quite a bit. You can go Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones going against his Houston defense um, can have a decent day as well. Well, but again, I think he might be a little chalkier than the way I want to play the game. If we jump over the wide receiver, we talked about Hopkins. We talked about uh, Perryman. I think they're going to be two of the most popular plays on the slate on Saturday. So if, you, if you're looking to avoid both those players, I like going Justin Watson. Um, last week, he didn't have a very good game against the Detroit Lions uh, secondary, a game that I thought would be a, a very good game for him. But it was much more of the Perryman, Perryman show for that offense. So I, I can see a lot of people kind of going away from Watson. He has just, a good, just as good a matchup this week that he has last week. So if you're, if you're going to tell me that Perryman is going to be very highly owned, 
owned. I think Watson might be a little lesser owned, so I might go a little, little more Watson. I am going to go Perryman. I also like both tight ends for Tampa Bay to kind of get more exposure for this game. I think that, uh, with both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out of the lineup, I, they are going to try to look for uh, additional targets. There, there's plenty of targets available, and I can see someone like O.J. Howard kind of being the number one option there in that offense, especially with the Houston Texans um, pass defense they have, especially covering tight ends. So I do like Howard, and I do like Break quite a bit in the game tomorrow. And again, I'm sorry, on Saturday. And again, you want to make sure you have uh, you have exposure to this game. You don't want to kind of leave your exposure completely out of this game. There's going to be a lot of scoring in this game, but you can find that exposure and still have success, even if you do fade the quarterbacks and the DeAndre Hopkins and the Paramans. You can still find success by going with the other options there. And if they are the ones that kind of break out in this game, all of a sudden, not only are you avoiding the players that are very chalky, you're also moving up the ladder, leaderboard with players that are going under-owned, like O.J. Howard, like a Cameron Bray. I think Cameron Bray might be a lot lesser owned because of Howard kind of stepping up a little bit over the last couple weeks. I can see Cameron Brait being one of the lesser owned tight ends, and he has just as good a matchup as Howard does, but he might be a little lesser owned. Next game, we have the Buffalo and New England game. Everybody's going to be on New England saying the New England should, should dominate this game. I think it'll be a defensive struggle um, personally in this game. I think both defenses are going to show up in this game, but I do like uh, Josh uh, Allen quite a bit in this game as a low-owned quarterback. We know he has slate-breaking ability. We know what he can do with his arm. He has uh, he, can, he can get you points with his leg as well. So if he can kind of get a, a few big plays against his New England defense, all of a sudden you have a, a, a quarterback that might be very low-owned that might be able to push you up to the leaderboard. And if, those do, if the teams do struggle... In that Houston-Tampa game, I can see someone like Josh Allen kind of helping someone move up the leaderboard. There's a very good chance that he does have a dud in this game. The Patriots do have a very good defense. They are most likely are going to be able to lock him up and kind of keep him under control and keep him under wraps. But there's not saying that Josh Allen can't have success against his Patriots defense. I'd rather the game be in Buffalo than on the road in New England. But as it is, I am going to have a, a, a share or two of Josh Allen just because he has that slate-breaking ability. I'm going to pair him with John Brown, another player that uh, could put up a zero, could put up a horrible game, but at the same time could also break break a couple, take the, take the top off of this New England defense and have a big game. But I don't like the matchup that he's going to have to go up likely up against Gilmore. But if he can get behind Gilmore, maybe he gets a, a, a few coverages away from Gilmore, all of a sudden maybe you can get a, a couple big plays. And we know that Josh, John Brown does have big play ability, so he doesn't need to have a huge day. He just needs to take one or two of those uh, balls to the house, and all of a sudden you have a strong matchup. But again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm saying the most likely scenario is New England does kind of keep both players, keeps the entire offense under control, but you got to find ways to be contrarian. you got to find plays, especially with only three games on the slate on Saturday. you got to find players that kind of, kind, of, kind, of, kind, of, that kind of have a high ceiling. Yes, their floor is very low, but in GPPs, I don't mind having a low floor as long as they have a tremendous ceiling, and Allen and John Brown both have tremendous ceilings no matter the matchup. Then the last game, the Rams take on the 49ers. I think this is going to be another one of those defensive kind of struggle games. Yes, there might be a little bit, little more offense in this game than there will be in the Buffalo-New England game. But with this division game, I thought coming into the season, this game would be a lot more kind of for the division title. This is more for uh, for uh, uh, their egos for the Rams. Uh, Rams have, haven't officially been eliminated from the playoffs, but they are very close to being eliminated from the playoffs. Very tough for them to make the playoffs as, um, with, with only two games left with the way they start out the year. But I can see them kind of coming into the game and saying, hey, I'm going to knock off the 49ers from getting that top overall seed. As it is right now, the 49ers are sitting in the fifth seed. 
They have one of the best records in football. That's what happened when you play in the division they're in. Both, both San Fran and Seattle are sitting with a great record. They're fighting with the Packers and the Saints for that number one and number two overall seed. Remember, the top two seeds do get a home field advantage and also get that first round bye. And these teams, if they get that home, home field advantage throughout the playoffs, they're going to be very tough. No matter who those four teams are, are going to be very tough to beat at home. So it's going to be a game I think 49ers are going to come out strong. But I think the Rams are also going to come out and say, hey, we're going to come out and we're going to kind of uh, – Hurt your chances of getting that top overall seed. So this is a game that I do like the Rams to kind of uh, hang with the 49ers. I do like the passing game for the Rams over the rushing game. Todd Gurley is going to be very popular because of the way he's played, because of the name value. But uh, 49ers have a very good rush defense. They have a very good defense in first place. But there are a lot of injuries on that San Francisco defense. So I can see Jared Goff, Robert Woods, maybe even a little Todd Gurley having success. But with as popular as Todd Gurley is, I might try to avoid Todd Gurley um, for the most part, on Sunday, just because I think there is a chance that he does have a dud game, but there is a very good chance he also has a very good game as well. So let's go ahead and put a, a quick lineup together. I'm not going to fill it all the way because DraftKings does not like you to fill out entire rosters, um, so I'm going to leave the last couple spots open. I'm going to start off with my stack. If we are looking at Josh Allen and going with Josh Allen and John Brown, that's the way I'm going to look at uh, going with this contrarian lineup. We have two players that are very uh, going to be likely very low owned, but they also have slate breaking ability. Yes, they have a horrible ceiling, uh, uh, floor, but their ceiling is tremendous. I do like a little bit Josh Allen, John Brown. And again, with John, Josh Allen, he can throw a touchdown pass to John Brown and also run one in. And with the Buffalo Bills game, likely not scoring, having a lot of points. If we can get all our points from Allen and John Brown, we might be sitting, sitting decent, especially if we can somehow get that Houston-Tampa game to kind of undershoot uh, the way I think it's going to happen. I, I think there's going to be a lot of points, so I definitely want to have exposure to it. But if we can get a low-scoring game in that Houston-Tampa game for some reason, all of a sudden maybe John Brown can kind of uh, help – Josh Allen and John Brown can kind of help you push you over the top in your GPPs. Being that I do want exposure to that Houston-Tampa game, I do want players from both sides of the ball. I don't know if I can ex uh, fade DeAndre Hopkins. He just has, especially with us playing John uh, John Brown and Josh Allen, we, do, we are going to have some salary later on in this in this draft. I just don't know if I can uh, avoid DeAndre Hopkins just because of what he can do. He, he has the ability to kind of go off, especially against this horrendous Tampa Bay defense. So, yes, he's going to be very popular. I think if, if I'm going to eat chalk, it's likely going to be the chalk for Hopkins. I, I just don't see a down game from Hopkins in this match up and again if Houston does blow out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I think a lot of it's gonna have to do with the passing game it's gonna have to do with DeAndre Hopkins so I just don't know if I can fade DeAndre Hopkins so I'm gonna put Hopkins in this lineup I'm gonna run it back with Watson and I'm also gonna run it back with OJ Howard I think OJ Howard is a player that is gonna be kind of overlooked especially with uh, George Kittle on the, on, on the slate we also have the um, the, the Rams tight end Tyler Higby coming uh, on the slate. He's been fantastic over the last few games. But there's rumors that we may get Gerald Everett back in this week. And if that does happen, I think it's going to affect Tyler Higby. So I think Kittle and Higby are going to be very popular. And if we do see Everett back, that's going to uh, eat into Higby's uh, production in a major way. So I do like the possibility of getting O.J. Howard at a lower ownership than what he should be. And if you want to go even lower ownership, I don't hate the idea of going Cameron Braid as well. If we're looking at running backs, I'm not sold on a whole lot of the running backs on, on Saturday. I think there's a, there's a lot of, of duds out there for running backs. So what I'm looking at is, is I'm looking for high, high upside, but I'm also looking for players that maybe have a horrible, horrible floor, but they do have a tremendous ceiling. 
someone like Duke Johnson kind of fits that mold for me. I think Duke Johnson is a player that can kind of can that can have a very bad game against Tampa Bay, especially if he doesn't get involved in the passing game. He's not going to run the ball very well against Tampa. But if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can kind of put uh, the pedal to the metal and kind of keep Houston uh, throwing the ball, I do like Duke Johnson. So I'm going to throw Duke Johnson in his lineup. As much as I like to go Gurley because we have the salary to do that, I'm likely going to avoid Todd Gurley, and I might go uh, Raheem Mostert. He's kind of taken over that number one role over there in San Francisco over Matt Breda, over Tevin, Camp, Tevin Coleman. So Mostert's kind of taken over that number one role. And if he does get uh, 15 to 20 touches in this game, I do like his chances to kind of hit and uh, be value and kind of be a little lesser owned than what Todd Gurley's going to be. I think Mostert's still going to be very, a very popular play, but I think he is going to be lower owned than he, uh, someone like Todd Gurley will be. Yes, we're avoiding Todd Gurley in this matchup, which is kind of scary, but we got to uh, take stands somewhere. And I think my stand is going to be avoiding both quarterbacks in the Houston-Tampa game and maybe avoiding Todd Gurley and going, other routes. I'll leave the flex open. There's a lot of different options there. Uh, the defense, I do like Buffalo a little bit. I do like New England. Uh, you can obviously play the Rams with 49ers defense as well. Going to avoid the Houston-Tampa side of things for the defense because I just think it's a high-scoring game. But you can go Houston. I just don't like what I've seen out of Houston this year. But anytime you're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis Winston, you know that there's a pick six waiting to happen. And I think Houston's going to be a very popular play for a lot of players because they are going to want to uh, get that possible uh, turnover-prone Jameis Winston game. So that, and, and a lot of people like to have that early Early game kind of be uh, uh, out in the front running of that of the GPPs. So if you get Houston, maybe you do uh, uh, get a, a turnover, get some sacks. Houston's gonna be very popular. So I do like Buffalo. I do like New England, and I like the late game as well. I like. I'm likely going to have a lot of exposure to Buffalo. I just think the Buffalo Bills are going to be very low-owned, especially going up against the Patriots. Everybody says the Patriots are the best team in football. I am uh, on, on the side that this team has shown us that they are not as good as they have been in the past. We've seen Tom Brady kind of struggle at times this year trusting his options outside of Edelman, outside of James White. So with me, I, I may look at Buffalo Bills defense just because of uh, how low-owned low they're going to be, and we know the Buffalo Bills do have a very good uh, defense uh, stopping the run and pass, so Buffalo might be a way that I might be a little contrarian, but I'm, but I'm not going to put in my defense, but that's just the way I'm looking at uh, those last two games, for likely for my defense, and avoiding Houston just because they're going to be very popular. Um, we, we may also see Tampa Bay be top plopper as well. We've seen the Houston Texans kind of avoid, I mean, uh, give up a, quite a few sacks, so I can see Tampa Bay kind of being a popular play as well. And with that game, likely going to be a shootout game I don't think I want much of the defenses even though there is opportunity for a pick six four sacks four turnovers in that game I'm going to go another route just because of how popular they're going to be Obviously, there can be plenty of plays for our uh, season-long leagues as well. Um, Houston's going to have plenty of players. Tampa Bay is going to be interesting without Mike Evans, without Chris Godwin. There's a lot of people that are going to be playing Perriman in their championship game. There's going to be a lot of people maybe playing... Um, uh, Watts in their championship game. There may be O.J. Howard's in their championship game. There's a lot of injuries in the league this year. Um, it, uh, we, we've seen Devin Singletary kind of step in, step up and have a, a, a great end of the season surge. Last week he did kind of struggle with putting the ball on the, on the carpet, but I, but I do think that uh, Buffalo is going to try to kind of get the ground game going with uh, Devin Singletary against the Patriots. And we know the Patriots are going to try to take away their best player. My opinion, even though I do like uh, John Brown and GPPs, I think they are going to try to take John Brown out of the lineup, kind of stack the box against Devin Singletary and kind of put a spy on uh, Josh Allen. I'd like to say Cole Beasley is a player that we can look at, but I just don't think he has tremendous upside in this matchup against the Patriots. But there's going to be someone that's going to be open because I think the way that I think the Patriots are going to try to handle the situation. As for the Rams, 49ers, there's going to be plenty of players in championship games as well. Todd Gurley, uh, Robert Woods, uh, Jared Goff possibly. 
Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, there's a lot of options there in that last game, but I do think it's going to be much more of a defensive struggle than it is anything else in that Rams-49ers game. But there are opportunities for you to have success going with the Rams and 49ers. Have fun with it. If you're playing DFS, just have fun with the games. Uh, throw, throw a lineup in there, see what it does. Get ready for the, the main slate on, on Sunday. We're going to talk about that main slate on Friday's podcast. So definitely give it a look for that podcast to come out a little later this week. Most likely uh, in the afternoon on Friday, I'll have that podcast up and going on the, on the website. But as it is right now, enjoy the Saturday games. Enjoy your afternoon. Enjoy your Thursday. There's no Thursday night football, so we got something. That, we got other stuff we can do. Spend that time with family. Get ready for the slate on Saturday and Sunday. Enjoy your time. Where uh, Christmas is right around the corner. Maybe you have some Christmas shopping to finish up. Enjoy your night with no football tonight. Enjoy your Saturday with the three game slate. And we will talk to you on Friday, talking about the main slate on Sunday for both DraftKings, FanDuel and for your season-long, kind of get you set for those championships in season-long, get you set up for your DFS as well. That and much more. If you're not following us on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. On Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Definitely keep a lookout on our Instagram page. We're going to have some early bird special for the postseason. Going to have some early bird special for the 2020 season uh, to get our draft kits and to kind of get in early for a cheaper price for our uh, premium articles. And if there's anything you'd like to see us try to see if we can include in our draft kits or in our premium articles throughout the season, let us know. We'll see if there's something we can add to our list. Have a great day, and we will talk to you later. Dominate those leagues. 